on today's episode of Breast Cancer is Boring, we are doing our first ever live recording, which means we're recording live. I am editing none of this. <laughs> and uh, Lauren also doesn't know what the episode is about because, Lauren, it's an intervention. So, Oh, no. Oh, no. Stick around if you want to find out. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy. Because breast cancer is boring, but we and you mm -hmm. are interesting. I love it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever Breast Cancer is Boring live show. Welcome. I mean, we always record live, but yes. then... I have to edit it and all that stuff. But this one, mm -hmm. not this time, baby. Oh, my gosh. This is live, live. Yeah. I love how my uh, laziness and inability to schedule things ahead of time gives us opportunities like this. Is that really you or is that my fault? No, it's me. It's my fault. No. Mm -hmm. You are uh, perfect in every way, except one way, Lauren. Ooh, that is... And, that is definitely and then false. that's why we're here today. But first announcements, okay. let's barrel through these. Um, mm -hmm. I got my Gosterolin this morning, and that is a shot to shut down my ovaries, and then I take a daily pill to shut down my androgens. Uh, thusly, my body cannot produce estrogen or progesterone, and I have to do this until April of 2024. So there are roughly, give or take, I don't know how many days, but I think mm. like 360. It's pretty good. I, I'm guesstimating at this point. I'll put a finer point on it uh, next episode. Second announcement. Countdown to Paris. T minus today. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. At the recording of this episode. By the time people listen to this episode, I will fully be in France. <sighs> fully. My entire body. I feel like I'm going to. Uh, are you coming? Vic vicariously through you, yes. Lauren, if you told me right now right now that you had you just had to come with me on this vacation i would bring you that would be amazing i would bring you i is that what you're telling me i i would love to but both of my children have a birthday next week and i would be a That's very nice. bad mother if Don't i they have one of those every year <sighs> like can't you miss like one or two oh my god they're so needy okay next announcement um, I don't know. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We don't post a lot. That's my fault. And you can also email us, breastcancersboring at gmail.com. Yeah. We have an email. Yep, we have an email. Uh, comments, concerns, questions, all kinds of things. And now today's episode. Lauren? Yes. This is an intervention. I'm ready. You need a vacation. Ah. Uh. Yes. You need a vacation. Yes, this is true. So, today, mm -hmm. we are going to talk about okay. how to take a vacation. Okay, yeah, this is really important because I definitely need a vacation. You need a vacation. Like, a really good one, too. Oh, oh yeah. No, no, I'm talking mm -hmm. like a freaking... Once in a lifetime. I'm talking the trip I'm taking tomorrow. Oh. That okay. is the so level of, of trips. 
Yes, okay. one of those. One of those mm-hmm. trips. Yeah, and I feel you. We're gonna walk through how to start planning for it. Yeah, I need to do that. How to save up your monies for it. Got how to, to get everyone too. in your life on board with it. And just the logistics of going on a vacation to another country for two weeks. Oh, minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. I feel like um, a big barrier, what happens in um, my life is the whole like scheduling thing. And then, of course, like the agreements on where to go. And then, how do you know where to stay? And then what do you do when you get there? And oh my God, stop reading my outline. You're not supposed to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not actually reading your outline. Let's start from the top, shall we? Yep. Okay. Your first thing was when to go. Right. As soon as possible. No, that's not a real answer. I'm just kidding. Okay. When to go. Here are the two times that I usually choose to go, okay. being as I have planned a European trip twice in my life and gone only once. So definitely, definitely lean on me for expert advice. However, oh. the season when people, oh, and Lauren is taking notes, and I, I applaud you, Lauren, even though this will be stamped in time forever as it is a voice recording, <laughs> I applaud you taking notes. Because that's just what kind of person you are. It's and true. I love that about you. And here's, at the end of the episode, I have a gift for you. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. It's electronic and it's a spreadsheet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, the first thing you're going to want to do. Okay. Most tourist seasons to most countries from America is late May to mid-August. Uh Mid-September. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why. So, the best time to go is going to be early May, the first couple weeks of May, or even, you know, as with this trip, the last week of April, first week of May, and then October, on the other end of it. October. October. That's a great month. It's a great month to go. There's nothing going on in October. Or like the last week in September to the first week in October. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Now, the only... I Actually, I've planned three European trips at this point. Only taken one of them so far. We'll be taking the other one uh, tomorrow. And completely Mm -hmm. missed the second one because cancer happened to my body. Yeah. And we've talked about that in great detail, but... You know, just to uh, review for those mm-hmm. new to the pod, and if you are listening for the first time, welcome. Yes, thank you. We are so glad you're here. Um, in 2017, I went to Italy with my husband. We spent a week on Elba Island and a week in Florence, and it was mm-hmm. something I still think about and review pictures of, and we still talk about it. It it's a thing. It I. I don't know how to explain how special that trip was. So, uh, knowing that we would need some time to save up, uh, as soon as we got back, and I think maybe we took this trip in 2016, actually. I don't remember exactly. However, we planned another European trip for 2018. 
because the first one was amazing. Because the first one was amazing. So the second one we wanted, we were going to go to Scotland. We were staying in Edinburgh for a week. Ooh. And then we were going to take a high-speed rail to London for a week. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. And when I say we planned this trip, I mean we had our tickets through British Airlines booked and paid for. We had our Airbnb stays because we went to Edinburgh for like maybe six days. And then we then we were going to York for mm. about three days. Very historic, like Viking uh, mm. forward village. <laughs> and then London for the end of the stay. Amazing. We had our stays booked through Airbnb. We had a Jack the Ripper tour booked. Mm. We had a whiskey tour booked in Scotland. We oh, had a visit fun. to the Highlands booked. And that was supposed to take place in October. And, of course, in August, I was diagnosed with breast cancer 2018. So we didn't, have, we didn't get to go. We got our money back from everybody. And as soon as... I kind of emerged from the fog of you have cancer, you need to get chemo and surgery and radiation and all of this. Right. I started planning that very trip again. So I saved all those destinations, everything. And we had a trip planned for 2020. Right. Yes. We all know what happened. We all know what happened. Now, Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we hadn't gotten that far in the planning where I had actually purchased airline tickets because we were going to go okay. in October. Mm-hmm. And my deadline for airline t- tickets was to buy in them in March. Mm. And I had my surgery in March, too. And I was just going to make sure that we, I didn't have any complications from it before we committed. Right. So less complicated. But here we are three years later. And we're leaving tomorrow, so I have a Pretty strong feeling that this will happen. All this to say, Mm. sometimes it takes five years to take a vacation for various reasons. And that is okay because Mm -hmm. it's worth the wait. And even if it takes five years for you or you listening Mm -hmm. to plan and pay for a trip, do it. Because those five years will go by, and this trip will be here, and you'll be so excited that you feel like you need a nap. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually just me today. I just worked the last three days, so I worked the last three 12-hour shifts in a row, all in the trauma bay. I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. Oh, I bet. I've already cleaned the house today, done a Sephora run, done a Target run, had one of my nurse friends come over so I could show her the apartment and where the to pick up the mail and to drive my little 2003 Honda Accord around the block <laughs> every few days so that it doesn't die, uh, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. And now we're doing this, which couldn't think of a better use of my time, to be honest. Back to you taking a vacation. All right. Okay. The first thing you're going to want to do is choose like a, a vague time period. So okay. early spring, late fall. I'm liking, I'm liking like late September, early October. Great. Write it down. So that is mm-hmm. your target timeline. Um, after that, you're going to look at your work schedule and your husband's work schedule because I assume that that will be your travel partner and maybe I'm assuming wrong, but whoever your travel partner is, <laughs> and I do recommend a travel partner. You can travel alone too, whatever. Uh, 
look at their work schedule. We're taking this trip from a Thursday to a Thursday because mm -hmm. my husband has Fridays and Saturdays off. Oh, yeah. And it just kind of worked with how he could take time off. And for me, I can work the first three days of a week, have the next mm -hmm. day off, and leave the day after that. And right. I haven't even started my vacation time until next week. Right. So I get, like, a lot of time off work. That is so fortunate. Those who work 12-hour shifts. Yes. And you work, you know, if you work three twelves, like, that fulfills your full-time role. Yes. And if you just switch shifts with someone, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, I wish <laughs> that I had that flexibility. It's a huge pro. It's one of the top reasons I remain a nurse, to be yes. honest. I, w I don't blame you, but I do know that as there are great perks, there's also a lot of um, difficulties. And yeah. I applaud what you do every day. I don't know if I could do that. You're I'm sure that you could. Better than me, actually, which is kind of depressing for me. But why uh, would you even say that? <laughs> oh yeah, oh for sure, dude. Go to nursing school. You could finish in nine months, probably, knowing you, and then you can come work with me in the trauma bay. Uh, we would be like such a good team. We would dominate. Mm -hmm. We would abs. We would. We would mm -hmm. run the shit out of that bay. Let's do it. Okay, first, plan your vacation. Second, plan your nursing school. Okay. Got it. So okay. you're going to choose a basic time frame. Okay. And if I'm you, unless you want to get on this tomorrow, I'm thinking because of the way you like to plan and everything, mm -hmm. we're talking fall 2024. Okay. So let's just pencil that in. I'm in it. The next thing, the next natural step this, is i mean if we're going like overseas we're yes. definitely gonna need like we're jumping that puddle we're gonna need to do it next year yeah you need that time you mm -hmm. need that time so but not too much time because you need to do right. it so 2024 the next natural uh step is where to go right and that's kind of the exciting part because this trip that we're taking now, we thought we mm -hmm. were going to go to Scotland and the UK. A lot's happened in the UK since we planned the first initial trip. Right. You know, Brexit happened. There's a lot of other things going on that makes travel there a little less incentivized. Then we were looking at places like Croatia. We were looking at Greece. We were looking at all these different places. And I think what... The reason, and then we looked at Portugal and Spain because I found mm -hmm. out that my husband really wants to go to Spain. And Aww. I think he really wants to go to Spain because he's watched a lot of food shows Ooh. featuring Spain. Nice. And I am 100% in favor of choosing where you vacation based on what the food looks like there. Heck yeah. So whatever the reason is, then I figured out how kind of – what a natural path Paris to the south of France to Barcelona is. Mm. And so that's where that came in. And here's the deal. Here's why we're going to Paris. <laughs> and look, we're going to Paris. We're going to Marseille. We're going to Barcelona. But I just keep calling it the Paris trip in my mind. Right. And concentrating on those. We're in Paris for like just three full days of this two-week trip. It's not even the, like, it's such a short oh. amount of time. 
but I'm fixated on it because I have always wanted to go to Paris. And I was like, you mm. know what? And this is going to sound a little dark, but I could get cancer again tomorrow. And I am not, not going to go to Paris. Okay. I'm, I'm just not. Yeah. And I don't want to drag my sickly body there, like, you know, <laughs> at the end of things. I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to die as intended on a cruise ship by the pool being served a, you know, a cocktail. Okay. All right. Stuffing my face with fries. That's how I want to go. That sounds pretty good. Thank you. I think so, too. You're welcome. Yeah, dying's going to be pretty great. Um, So, Paris. That is how I decided. I was like, what's the one place? What's the one place? And that was it. Yeah. So, if you have a one place, Mm -hmm. if you have read a book once and that person was somewhere and you were like, I have to go there, Mm. then that's the one place. If there's an event, is there an event you've always wanted to go to that you've always heard of? Mm -hmm. You know, if you were always like, I, I just, I want to go to Tokyo Fashion Week. Oh, God, yes. You you just want it. Like, if that was your one thing, that's what you're going to do. That would be incredible. It would be incredible. But also, I would love to, like, go visit, like, a farm, like, out in south of France and have, like, a little family feed my, you know, like, you know, one of those, like, like, they have their own farm and then they have a a restaurant at their farm and I mean, I bet you that would be, like, the most incredible experience ever. Just look up Provence. Okay. Provence, like, as a region in France, Mm -hmm. is very much, like, family vineyard, family, like... I bet you'd be so amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, the other trick that I have used uh, Mm -hmm. heavily is Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I will just... Pull up the map, fly over that map, and zoom in Mm. on different countries. And usually the the rentals, Airbnb rentals, are concentrated in, like, you know, nice areas. The the cities, certainly, but coastal towns, regions where there's a lot of, like, I don't know, picturesque beauty, basically. Which, try Mm -hmm. flying over Europe and not finding picturesque beauty, I dare you. But Yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. And so sometimes, so the reason we're going to Marseille at all, Marseille was planned before Paris was planned, is because I found an Airbnb there, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe this place exists. This can't be a real place. And then I did some, like, whoa, it's only a four-hour train ride from Barcelona. We could go to Barcelona, go there, go back. But then as I kind of, you know, zoomed in and out the map a little bit, I was like, it's also kind of equidistant to Paris. So that's how that all kind of worked out. And I was like, Paris is the place that I've always wanted to go. Like it all, once you get like. It like zoomed in. Yes, it all. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Because at first it's overwhelming and it's just like, I don't know even where to begin. And so I just won't begin. It's, It's too much. But you don't have to 
do it all at once. You break it down into parts. Mm -hmm. So we're choosing a time and then we're choosing at least one location. Yeah. The location for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And then once you have one location, you strategize, get in the map. Right. What is nearby? Mm -hmm. What's accessible by public transport? What makes right. the most sense? Yeah. So that's what you're going to do next. On the map, look at stays on Airbnb. That doesn't even mean you have to stay any of those places. Right. Some people just like staying in hotels better. Well, a lot of Airbnbs also offer um, like suggestions on like where to go in their area as yes. a way to advertise their own Airbnb. Exactly. Right. And so you can use those listings to kind of also decide what you're going to do. The other thing Airbnb does now is experiences. So mm. the same way TripAdvisor offers like tours and boat rides and, you know, horseback rides and uh, winery tours and stuff like that. Uh, we're doing like a tapas gothic quarter hub crawl in, in Barcelona through Airbnb. Like awesome. uh, we're doing a cooking class. It's, wow. They have all these experiences that you can do. And they're on Airbnb and a lot of the same ones we found on TripAdvisor as well, just depending on what you're more comfortable with. But you can build a vacation off of anything. Any okay, like, so I've got... Okay, what I've have you got? got? Date. You have a date. Check. Check. Location. Check. What's your and, location? And and where what to do? Well, these are my notes. These are your notes. Oh, location is mm -hmm. the note. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay, location. And then choosing like a handful of options and possible reservations to pre-book. Yes. Okay, got yes, it. Yes, yes. So the next step after you have dates and you've. You know, some people, like, I have to request off vacation a year in advance. Almost a year in advance. So I had to request this two weeks off back in October. Okay. So that's a little bit difficult. So yeah. that's why but the I dates get it. are important first. Yeah, because we have to be staffed and, you know, people right. need nurses. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. The next... This is all conceptual still, right? Right. No money has been spent. No real commitment has been made, you mm -hmm. know, except requesting off work. The first big expense that you're going to have is buying your plane tickets. Right. Until you've bought plane tickets, it's not real. Right. And the plane tickets, for me, for some reason, buying the plane tickets mm. was the most anxiety-producing really? experience of the whole thing. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I that's hated not, that's it. That's not it for me. What is it? I don't know. It's just so weird. For me, it's like the whole um, making – it's just like – deciding on all of that like for me it's really like the time and then the location like for me that's that's a really? big yeah that's a big part the whole plane ticket thing that's not a big deal well what and are your funny. secrets then well I don't know I guess um <laughs> like okay so a little backstory I grew up as a daughter of a travel agent my dad owned a travel agency. Oh, that's right. So we traveled a lot when we were kids. And even as we like got a little bit older, we traveled quite a bit as well. And 
flying and the whole ticketing process was just like, I used to like, my dad would print tickets at his office and I'm not going to say how long ago that was. (laughs) And I would hand deliver tickets to his clients. Are you kidding? Like I would drive like, well, he also had clients that worked in businesses. So I would go to the business and I would deliver the tickets to the business and um yeah you're like a little page boy running around town with your satchel full of papers yeah (laughs) I I mean I'll never forget the sound of the the ticket printing machine it was you know like um have you do you remember like where the paper made like a a copy of itself Yes. What is that called? Wait, were there the like? Y- yes, the on little the sides, circles. The circles mm-hmm. on the sides, and you had the perforate them off. Yes. Yes, those were the was... OG printers, man. I remember yes. those. That was we part had of one it. of those. But oh. also, the he had a special machine just for ticket printing. Like you, it's not something that you could just buy from a store. This is fantastic. <clears throat> so that whole thing, I mean. It's funny, like, as you're talking about this, it reminds me of when my husband and I were dating. I surprised him with a trip to Puerto Verita. Wow. I know. I was like, hey, guess what I have? And I were sitting down eating, and I took out the ticket. Like, you know, the reservation. No. But it's just as life has happened, and I have, like, my responsibilities at home and my responsibilities in my job you know, yes, have definitely gotten the better of me. And Mm. as far as like being more free to do things that I want. But I mean, now as my kids get older next week, they have birthdays. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we'll probably be able to do things like that again. But it is definitely not something that I'm, um, I don't know, like we went, my family, as a family, we went on a lot of those, um, like, um, all ex- all inclusive trips. Okay, okay. Yeah, we did a lot of that, but um, it was so easy for my parents. You know, like being in we the get business. To- yeah, I mean, we get to a resort. There's like six restaurants at the resort. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. At, You know, and yeah. at the resort, you have like... You have you to worry go. about travel or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Like, everything is there. Like, there were some, even some resorts where they had multiple, um, like, almost separate resorts attached to them that they mm-hmm. also belong to. So you could go to them and visit their properties. It was... It was awesome that's pretty awesome but I did not do like all inclusives overseas no I usually okay no we usually did other kinds of trips not really not really no no we were actually I've traveled more outside of the United States than I have in where 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 have you gone well mostly like um Mexico. Places like in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then of course we went to places in Europe. Um, I've been to Frankfurt and London and That's overseas. I've been to Egypt. Right, but I have we didn't do the all inclusive thing overseas. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're well traveled. You know how I, to do this. I I did. I haven't done this as as a mom <laughs> and a 
like I'm a, I'm in charge of a lot of stuff at work. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's time. Um, it's time. You yeah. have a, re- a lot of responsibilities, but you also have a responsibility to yourself. Yeah. And the other thing, it's, the other thing, and I, you already know this, but the other thing a vacation does is it just takes you out of your reality. Right. And it puts you in a different place and it shows you things that are much grander mm-hmm. and much more important than you are. Right. Things that have been there since, especially in Europe. Right. <laughs> things that have just fucking been there forever. Yeah, Frankfurt, Germany is beautiful. I bet. I mean, the architecture. Yeah, just like what you're saying. I mean, it's just, it is, it's lovely. I I had, yeah, I I haven't spent time in Paris. I've been to Paris, but I haven't spent time there. So I I haven't experienced that. So maybe I do need to go to Paris. Maybe you do need to go to Paris tomorrow with me. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right, I'll meet you at the airport. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, you're going. All right, so moving on. You have a time. You have a mm-hmm. location. You mm-hmm. need a location. Plane tickets don't seem to be difficult concept for you. For me, I have a couple of things that I used. There's an app called Hopper, mm-hmm. and it helps you see, like, the prices, generally speaking, of airline tickets, where they fall mm-hmm. when you're searching. It's, like, color-coded. You can set up, like, alerts for trips if the prices drop. It's pretty helpful. It's a little um, advertisement-heavy at times, mm-hmm. more so mm-hmm. than the last time I remember using it. But Google Flights is a great way to just oh, yeah. search for flights. Google Flights. I've heard about that, too. Yeah, they're of course, they're great. They're a great search engine. The way that I booked, however, was through my credit card travel portal because I oh. have a credit card that earns me miles. And if you go through their portal, you get special perks. You earn extra miles through their portal. And it's all the same airlines. And it's also it also uses Hopper to let you know, like, this is not a good time to book. These prices will probably get better. And it literally has told me that when I was oh, trying wow. to. Yeah, it was like, wait. It said, wait until it's a little closer. Um, and then at other times it's like buying now is a great idea because these are lower than average prices. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really helpful. So if you don't, I'm not going to encourage anyone to get a credit card. But mm-hmm. if you do have a credit card that you use regularly and it's not earning you something like mm-hmm. cash back or miles. Right. Then like get a better card because that's bullshit. Yeah. Basically. But anyway. I digress. Um, the plane tickets are going to be that first big purchase. The next yeah. big purchase are going to be your stays. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, I knew I was going to stay at that one Airbnb that I found because I was like, wherever this is, however this much this costs, I don't care. I, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is it. I knew it as soon as I saw it. But there's there's hotels and hotels have perks as well. Yeah. Airbnbs are kind of one thing, but hotels are a whole other thing. You know, they have shuttles to and from the airports for free. Usually sometimes they come with like free breakfast, which can make a big difference depending on where you're staying. Right. Um, the Some security. hotels even have travel um, to and from the airport. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
they're they're gonna take care of you. You've got a concierge a lot of the time at these nicer hotels that are gonna help you like understand how to navigate and where what their good restaurants are. And in a lot of ways, Airbnb hosts do that as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you I've been using Airbnb for ever, like since mm-hmm. I think two thousand and thirteen or something. And I've had many, many, many stays on there. And so I understand how to navigate it. I have a rating. The people you stay with have a rating. It's like Mm -hmm. that kind of a thing. But hotels are also very cool, especially like little boutique hotels. Little boutique hotels. Yes, boutique Little boutique hotels. hotels. (laughs) (laughs) What did I call me? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Okay. Your stays. Just... If something costs a little more, but is infinitely more convenient, just just like no, oh. just no, yeah. because you're not going to remember what you spent on a hotel within right. like a certain price range. You will remember if it sucked, if it was cold, mm. if it had critters, if it was in a bad part of town that was difficult. Like you'll remember that. But yeah, you just have to read your reviews. Yeah, you just have to, you know, and spend the money. Mm-hmm. Save the money and then spend the money. This is an investment. This yeah. is an experience, which is infinitely better for your mind and your life than just stuff. Yeah. I think. Anyway. I agree. But I agree. I'm someone who's employed Stably, I'm someone who could pick up a bunch of extra shifts to make extra money to supplement mm-hmm. this vacation. I also am someone who's been saving for this vacation for five years now. So, and accruing miles on my credit card in addition to that for this vacation. So, bear that in mind. Once you have your plane ticket and booked and you've got your stays booked, it's suddenly real. Yeah. That's when the real fun begins because mm-hmm. you get to pick restaurants to, to eat at. You mm-hmm. get to pick parks to go to. You get to pick museums. You get to pick experiences. Like, that's when you get to start planning out your days. Oh, it's going to be so fun. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I love jam-packing a day. Mm. And then the next day, like, barely anything. Yeah. No, that's perfect because... You may see something on the first day that you're like, oh, my gosh. Right. We have to do that. Right. Exactly. The way that this vacation is structured, we go to Paris for three days, and it's pretty Mm jam-packed. And then we go to Marseille for uh, three or four days, and it's hardly anything going on. Oh, nice. In all those days. And then we go to Barcelona, and it's like every other for about five days. And that's because I know what I'm like and I know what my husband is like. Right. When we went to Italy, because he's so frightened of flying. (laughs) When I planned our trip to Italy, I planned, even though it was a little more of an inconvenience to do it this way, I planned for us to stay on Elba Island the first half of the trip and Mm -hmm. Florence the second half because I knew once I got him off that that plane, his, 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 uh, emotions his brain his bottle body were going to be so hyped that he needed to a full week to just decompress oh yeah and i didn't plan i believe it 
I didn't plan shit. I didn't make dinner reservations. I didn't, like, nothing. We just showed up. We were like, where's the town center? We were not in a real touristy part of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked to, like, where there were some shops and some bakeries and restaurants. But we were right by the the beach. We just walked down this path to the beach. And that was, like, every day we just kind of got up. We walked to the coffee shop. We came back. We walked to the beach. We came back. We had some lunch. We went to the beach. We went back. Like, it that was sounds really nice. It was so chill. And then we went to Florence, and we did museums, and mm. we did a, a moped tour of uh, this winery. We did. That sounds it was, amazing. It was so fun. We still talk about it. Because it was a surprise. He didn't know we were doing it. And he loves, uh, he used to have a motorcycle. And I couldn't find a motorcycle tour, but I could find a moped tour. (laughs) It was fun. It was really, really fun. The tour guides were so fun. Uh, Meeting other, you know, tourists is often fun as well. And especially when there's like a structured something to do. Yeah. So like this time we're going to do a cooking class in Barcelona and <gasps> it's six to nine people what? in total. So it's like three. Yeah. It's like three. And it's like it's structured and there's tapas and drinks the whole time. And you're, you just. It, is it in English? It is in English. Yes. Okay. But even if it was in Spanish, I don't care. Just show point, <laughs> yeah. you know, like. Right. There's a universal language you can use. Yeah. And. Sean loves cooking. Yeah. Little hand signals for stir. Hand signals for shake. Hand signals for pour. Just a little bit. A lot of bit. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have to taste good. It's just having something structured to do with new people, like, mm-hmm. kind of breaks the ice, first of all. But then you meet other yeah. people. Like, when we did the moped, uh, like, I think they were Vespas. It was a Vespa tour. Yeah. They were old that sounds ass. Right. Old ass Vespas. Like one of them legit broke down in the middle and that person had to hop on another person's Vespa. And they <laughs> they we had to take a driving test before they would let us like drive them. Oh. And the driving test was on gravel. And I don't know if you've ever driven a moped before, but it's Ooh. not easy to drive them especially with no experience and to yeah. drive them and take turns and do stops on gravel is especially difficult. And I think that's wow. why they did that. But I was able to pass my or driver's they were test. Like, Let's yeah. watch them fall. Watch them fall. Exactly. I passed my driver's test. So I got to drive my own, but there were a couple other people who didn't pass there. So they had to ride with someone. Else. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were serious wow. about it. And it just, it was so funny, like, watching other people and, like, cheering them on, like, you can do it, you know? And then just driving around, and then when we got to the winery, you know, they fed us, They had, we gave all these wines, and then we, the last thing we had was champagne, and um, the guy gave me this big saber. It was, like, a blunt, pretty blunt saber, but he gave me this big saber, and he okay. and he showed me how to run it on every champagne bottle or every, every like, wine bottle I guess there's a seam the glass has mm-hmm. a seam so you run the saber across the seam really fast holding it sideways right seam up you run it across really fast when you hit the cork it flies off yeah the whole like 
top of the bottle oh, flies off. I've seen that. You, yeah, everyone's seen that, right? Yeah. And he's like, I was like, this is going to work? He's like, it's totally going to work. Come on, you can do it. And it was awesome. And I still have that cork with the glass because he went and grabbed it. He watched where it flew, and he went and got it for us. Oh, that's cool. It's just, like, that's something I viscerally remember. Yeah. I can conjure up the feeling of that moment. I remember right. what I was wearing. Oh, wow. Like, I remember what my hair looked like. Like, I remember all of it. And it's just, it's important. It's important. And I do realize <laughs> that I'm coming from a place of extreme privilege, being someone who can talk about taking not one, but two, and then more, you know, European vacations. Right. And I understand that's not accessible to everyone for reasons no, not of, of capitalism and uh, deregulation and the rampant poverty that we criminalize in this country. But this is where we are, and this is what we're talking about, and maybe your Paris is something else. Yeah. Maybe your Paris is camping somewhere beautiful. It's just whatever is awe-inspiring in sight mm -hmm. and sound and feel and smell like that, do that. I want to go to um, Emerald Lake. What's Emerald Lake? Um, I think it's over there. Um, I, I think it's near a very large um, national park. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lake you can go kayaking on, and it's green. I love it. See? Th exactly <laughs> yeah. that. Exactly I'm like, that. that sounds cool. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Go to Emerald Lake. Yeah. You pick the time. You pick the place. You get Got tickets. It. Then you book the, the stays. Then if there's travel between the stays, like in Europe, everything's connected by high-speed train. Right. So you book the train tickets. Then you watch YouTube videos on how to navigate the metro system. Then you watch YouTube videos on how to avoid pickpockets. And then you watch YouTube videos on how to speak the five most important phrases in French. You know, right. how to how to get how to order off a French menu. You download Google Translate. Yeah. So that you can translate things. Not only that, but on Google Translate, if you turn on the camera. Yeah. And you hold it in front of a sign that has French or Spanish or Portuguese on it. Yeah. It magically turns that picture into English what? or whatever language you select. It's insane. I got to try that. You have to I gotta try, try it. that. I had to use it on my computer screen just to figure out how to book some of these um, restaurants. Oh, Let me tell you something. If a restaurant does not mm -hmm. in France or, you know, in uh, a non-English speaking country does not have a menu in English and their website does not have like an English version built in. It's a pretty mm -hmm. good indication that this is not a tourist trap. Right. Which will not alone guarantee that it's a good restaurant, but mm -hmm. it's a pretty good indication. You're not, at least you're not going to be dining at some fake, you know, right. French restaurant, which right. You don't just dine at French restaurants when you go to France. The last night in Paris, we are dining at an Indian restaurant that looks Ooh. amazing. They oh have amazing Indian food there. They have amazing Italian food. They have, you know, because I believe that 100%. everybody lives everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Very, very excited. But that first 
once you get past those first few hurdles, mm -hmm. it all just like starts accumulating from there. And then you start figuring yeah. out what are you going to pack? You know, what are you going to? Yeah. Anyway, I have a spreadsheet for all this stuff. I did a Kay. B side about how to go on vacation, how to plan it. And I linked the, the spreadsheet that I use to plan my vacations. All, all blank, just a template. And I will link that in this episode too so that everybody can use it. Yes. So basically, did I miss anything? Do you have any other questions or like, how do I do this? No, I just have to rip off the Band-Aid. You got to rip off the Band-Aid. And you have a timeline to do it. Okay. And I will help you. Okay. I love fucking planning vacations. <laughs> I am your resource here. Awesome. Guess what else I love? Putting together a PowerPoint presentation uh, of PowerPoint your vacation, <laughs> which I did for mine. And I will do for yours. Awesome. Okay. So fun. So fun. In conclusion. Lauren is going on vacation in fall of 2024. Start the countdown right now. Where is she going? We don't know. She's going to decide. It's going to be a surprise, and it's going to be so exciting. I'm going to Paris tomorrow, and I will see you guys in a couple of weeks because we will be uh, missing a couple weeks of the podcast, and I'm so sorry about that, but you're going to make it, okay? Lauren, I love you, and you're going love on you. vacation. Mwah!